Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer's Sermon Podcast. The readings appointed for this sermon are from the book of Micah, chapter 5, verse 2 through 5a, the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 5 through 10, the gospel according to Luke, chapter 1, verse 39 through 55, and Canticle 15. Open our minds, warm our hearts, but also bend our wills, for we seek to hear your word. Amen. Amen. I can do this. You can do this. We can do this. I can do this. You can do this. We can do this. I can do this. You can do this. We can do this. Mantras I have found are a great gift to those who labor. And I can do this, you can do this, we can do this. For me were words that I first heard on the night of November 23rd, 2014, as I gave birth to my first son. I can do this, you can do this, we can do this. In the darkness of our dining room, I felt the fullness of strength and of pain, of comfort and conviction. I can do this. You can do this. We can do this. Determined to find focus, I asked everyone to leave the room. I wanted to do it on my own. (laughs) Chris went to lay in our bed half awake, sort of napping. The midwives and my sister huddled in a tiny little front room in our 600-square-foot home. Everyone alone, just waiting for something to happen. Above a warm pool of water on the wall above my head hung this abstract painting of Mary the BVM, as we like to call her in our household. And I imagined her like this, raw and real, exhausted but enduring, and trying to do it all on her own. And in that space, I heard the words, I can do this, you can do this, we can do this. The evolution of isolation into community became very real for me in that night as I realized that I could not labor on my own, but that this was a work of community, each with their own gift to share. The midwives brought wisdom and skill, my sister fortitude and nourishment, Chris gave tenderness and amazement. And a dear childhood friend gave perspective and peace. This potentially isolating individual endeavor was transformed into a communal connection with life-changing potential. I love this story 
of Mary and her cousin Elizabeth that we are gifted on this fourth Sunday of Advent because it changes for us everything we know about going it alone. It reminds us that I can only do this if you can do this and we can do this. In amazement of what God's potential is doing in the world, Mary does a very human act and goes to her cousin Elizabeth. This intimacy of drawing close to someone who might understand our experiences of life and be in it with us. And theirs is a particularly niche market, miraculously impregnated by divine intervention. Thank God they found one another. Both women pregnant with possibility as they bear the message and the messenger. They confirm one another's amazement at what is happening, and they encourage one another. They give each other strength. With a simple greeting, they are both filled with joy, and they proclaim the greatness of God together, realizing that they are not alone in their blessings, and they are not alone in this messy and complicated world that they are not alone in being a part of God's amazing plan for this world. God gives to Mary and Elizabeth something that they were each lacking. God gives to Mary and Elizabeth community and connection. God removes their isolation and helps them understand themselves more fully as part of something larger than their individual lives. Elizabeth pronounces blessings on Mary and the child in her womb, giving voice to the joy of knowing that the world will never be the same now that they are together. The world will never be the same. These women's actions turn the world upside down. Two marginalized pregnant women carry the future of what God is doing in the world. The prophetic reality of God with us here on this earth to make the world look like what God intended it to look like. I can do this, you can do this, we can do this. The unimaginable joy in that space brings forth singing. They sing of the greatness of God, the one who changes I into we, the one who flips the script on the ways of the world, of this false assertion that our individualistic efforts are all that counts. No, in her song, she smashes social hierarchy. The lowly are raised to places of honor. And this bold and dangerous proclamation is made first by her and carried on forever in the life of the church.
The bold and dangerous proclamation that she makes in the Magnificat is her song then and it is our song now. This story is not the sweet buttoned up version of birth that we are often presented in silent nights and cushy stables. It's the raw and beautiful, real bringing forth of life into community that we've all been waiting for. It's the bringing about of a new way of being with people who recognize the blessings of God to be unlike the world that is built by just a few, just a proud, and just the powerful. Now, because I grew up in the church and in the Episcopal church, and my parents who are here today brought me to hear this story year after year, I never thought of Mary as someone timid and meek and sub, sub, uh, mild, you know, that meek and mild Mary that we sometimes think of. I didn't know her because I grew up hearing this story. This story of a woman that is not a silent observer, but a bold and convicted and courageous and faithful woman who said yes, who said yes to bringing God to God's people, the holy Theotokos. Please, dear God, let the world stop asking if Mary knew Yes, she knew. She knew that this kind of birth was dangerous and foolish and that people would wonder and whisper and doubt. She knew that the reality of bringing God into the world would be painful and complicated. She knew that bringing God into the world would sometimes break her heart and that not all people would receive the gift of his message. She knew. She knew all of that, and she said yes anyway because she knew it would be worth it. Mary, did you know? Yes. Yes, she knew. She knew that she could do this because I can do this and you can do this and we together can do this. The Magnificat, this beautiful song we are given this morning, ironically foresees the end of the very social structure that grounds Mary's own worth in her ability to bear a son. It shifts the focus from what she is able to do, what she is able to produce, into what God is doing in the world. This story isn't about procreation and giving birth to new people, though that's how we often see it. This story is about saying yes to that which God brings into the world, the Prince of Peace, light and joy and community collective efforts to cast down the mighty from their thrones, to lift up the lowly and to fill the hungry with good things. 
Mary bears witness to the grace, the unmerited favor of God who has done great things for her and who does great things for us. Mary teaches us that humility and joy are the most blessed response that we can give to God's goodness and mercy. Mary's song inspires the songs of Zechariah and Anna and Simeon, which follow in our gospel. And she inspires our song too. What will we sing, church? What will we say? She helps us to recognize that our own efforts are magnified when we gather together in community, when we labor together for a world that looks like the Magnificat, where the powerful are cast down, the lowly are lifted, the hungry are filled with good things. The message of God coming into the world at Christmas time is a collective message. Rejoice, proclaim, Jesus is near, and Jesus changes things. Jesus takes our individual difficulties and complicated lives and shows us that together we can do great things. In just a few moments here, we are going to be baptizing Ezra into this community of faith. And we will help make promises on his behalf that he will take on this message of God, bringing love and light and dignity and faithfulness into the world, into this messy and complicated world. And we all gather together today to tell Ezra, you don't do this alone. We are in it with you. I can do this, and you can do this, and we can do this together. The recognition of God's blessing in our life is meant to be shared. At Christmas time is the perfect time for us to set aside the idea that we can handle it all on our own. We've got this. Everyone else can go do their own thing. This is the time we have to gather together and say that the message of God will only be made real and alive in this world if we do it together. So join me in our mantra of labor. I can do this. You can do this. We can do this. I can do this. You can do this. We can do this. Amen.